The Electric Rodeo is an adult toy megastore podcast about sex, toys, pleasure and relationships. It contains adult themes, adult language and probably too much information about our sex lives. Sorry, Sorry Mum. <laughs> Kia ora everyone, welcome back to the Electric Rodeo. I'm your host, Emma Hewitt. And I'm your co-hostess with the mostest, Tash Bull. <laughs> yeah, we're back. How are you this week, Tash? I am very good, thank you. How are you, Emma? I'm good. <laughs> we're on episode three already. Ticked anything off the bucket list? Oh, yes, I have. <gasps> I have been a, not a very busy girl, I've been a marginally busy girl. <laughs> and I have, other than the one I obviously already ticked off at the start, I have ticked off another oh, one. Oh, uh-oh. Okay. But well, I'm not going to give too much away. Tash is in the lead. Yeah, it's actually a competition and there's a large cash prize at the end of it. Yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. very determined to get that cash prize. <laughs> fun one for you today. We're going to be talking about astrology, love languages and attachment styles. Oh yeah. In particular our own, obviously, because it's us talking about them. It's um, our podcast. It's our <laughs> podcast, guys. Oh my God. Um, but we also want to talk about how they affect our love lives and our sex lives. Mm-hmm. So Tash, you're into this shit. What do you reckon? Do you think it's legit? Oh, I'm such an annoying person to ask. I choose to believe that just because we don't know something as fact doesn't mean that we should rule it out. But I honestly, I don't really have a straight answer for that. I just think that anything that you can kind of use as a tool for reflection and self-actualization is a positive thing. So for me, I think astrology is very fun in terms of using it to kind of look within, understand your personality, why you react to certain things. And, you know, if you're having a really hard time and you can't blame it on your hormones, you can at least blame it on the stars. Hell yeah, and I've done that multiple times. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's start with star signs Mm -hmm. then. So Tasha's going to be our queen of the horoscopes because I agree, I love this shit. I get get into it. I think it's super fun. But no matter how much I read or hear or try to learn about it, this is one of those topics that instantly just like passes out of my brain again. Nothing stays in there for some reason, so I know nothing. I have a theory that that's because you get people to tell you about yourself and then you just remember the nice things and then you don't really retain any of the other information. Um, I'm a Libra, so... (laughs) Straight off the bat, she's a Libra. (laughs) Yeah, shall I just give a bit of an overview just so people can understand? For the astrology portion of this episode, we are looking at Emma and I's birth charts. Mm -hmm. Um, So what, you know, if you're not super into or familiar with astrology, you will know kind of the standard what's your sign, um, which is just the standard sign you know based on when you were born, that is actually your sun sign. You actually have a sign for multiple planetary objects, so Mm -hmm. all of the planets, the sun, the moon, sometimes (laughs) other things. Can you list off any other planets for us, Tash? (laughs) Planets? I was going (laughs) to... So yeah, you actually have a whole chart with lots of different signs in it, which is why, you know, if sometimes you're like, oh, you know, everyone says I'm a Scorpio and they say I should be really like intense and dark, but I'm actually such an upbeat person. There is so much more to your chart that can actually speak to specific parts of your mind and your personality that you might relate to a lot more. Okay. So for today, just to keep it relatively simple, we're going to be looking at the main six parts of your chart. So your main sign, which is your sun sign, Mm -hmm. your moon, Mm. your rising. That's the one that's dependent on which hour hour of the day you're born. Then we've got Venus, Mercury, 
Mars. I love that you said to keep it simple. And we're just going to cover like a full nine to ten things. That's six. <laughs> That's six things. So, yeah, essentially you've got one for each thing. And I have done both Emma and I's charts so that I can tell Emma a little bit about herself. Oh, I feel like I'm about to get absolutely roasted. <laughs> so are we starting with my chart? Yeah, go with you first. Cool. Before we get into this, I'd just like to put a disclaimer about that. <laughs> I'm not an astrologer. <laughs> I'm just a fan. So if anyone here is listening and you are more of an expert than me, please don't call me out online. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure we all know that we can just take it with a grain of salt. We're just but trying to have fun. We're just trying to have fun. But we will start off with the sun sign. So mm-hmm. your sun sign is the self. That's the main one that we know of. It's your ego and, you know, even your sole purpose. Okay. Um, so my sun sign is Aquarius. Aquarius is an air sign. It is the humanitarian sign. Mm. It is very non-traditional. For me, typically that means as a person I'm very open to change. However, it's a fixed sign, so it also means that I'm very stubborn. Um, (laughs) I contain multitudes. (laughs) That's what we can take from that. Uh, My moon sign is Scorpio. Mm -hmm. Um, So Scorpio, if you know anything, is moody, intense, Mm. a little bit sexual. Um, So the moon is your emotions, your emotional responses, that sort of thing. So having a dark <laughs> moody sign in your Makes moon. Makes sense if it, you know Taj. <laughs> it's the part of myself that I keep to myself. I'm generally a very loud, bubbly person, but there's a lot going on inside. There's some darkness in there. There's some darkness in there. <laughs> some traits of a Scorpio moon in relationships especially, I seek out emotional intensity. Mm. I like to dig to the core of a person and get to know them really well. Yeah. I'm very loyal. I expect people to be very loyal to me. Yeah, that sort of thing. Generally, just like a bit more intense in relationships. Right. So you can take that as a positive or a negative. Funny, because you're not like intense in friendship. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, maybe I take that back. Maybe you are. I don't know. I think I have quite high expectations of people yeah, because right. in my mind, I show a lot of love to people. Yeah, okay. And so sometimes I catch myself, I'm quite a generous person and I give a lot to both my friends mm. and my lovers, my partners. Mm. And sometimes I have to catch myself if someone doesn't go out of their way for me or do something. Sometimes I get my back up about it and I have to remind myself, like, you can't have an expectation that people are going to give you exactly what you give them because what I'm giving to them is a choice. Yeah, like, right, it's my right choice to give people that much energy. That's um, true, but it's just like nice if they do yeah. return it back. Yeah, absolutely. Scorpio moons are typically kind of very all or nothing right, type okay. people. Okay. And I think I am like that in my friendships a bit. Like, Oh, she will cut you guys no. out if you don't give her heaps of like thumbs up, reacts on our posts. If you don't like my Instagram story, <laughs> no, that's not true. I also have a quote here that I read online and it was, uh, no one emerges unscathed from a relationship with a Scorpio moon. Oh, okay. Cutting deep. Emotional damages. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I choose to think of that as a good way. I feel like I, I feel like I provoke a lot of thought in people. <laughs> Are you just like a terrible ex? Is that what you're saying? No, I think I'm a great ex. I think I'm a okay. ex, but I would think that. <laughs> um, so my rising sign is a Pisces. Mm. Pisces rising. Uh, your rising or your ascendant is 
It's about your appearance. It's about how other people perceive you. It's right. your style. It's your social personality. Mm. So a lot of astrologers will say that your rising sign is actually more important than your sun sign. Okay. Um, you can kind of take it as you want. I right. mean, they're all important in their own ways. My rising is in Pisces. So Pisces risings typically are very creative. They're mm. very dreamy people, <laughs> very sweet, a little bit <laughs> emotional people. Um, I relate to that. I am yeah. quite creative. Like I do like all my little needle points. You're a crafty bitch. I am quite crafty. She crafts. Gang. I do be crafty. Yeah. Um, your partner's also a Pisces rising. He's he's crafty bitch too. He's a graphic designer. Yeah. He's a crafty boy. Yeah. In terms of appearances, I've been told that Pisces risings have large eyes. I don't think I have like super round eyes, but I think I have magnetic eyes. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> look to camera. <laughs> Is that my camera? <laughs> <laughs> you got good eyes. Proportional. There. In proportion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Magnetic. We'll yeah, go with we'll, magnetic. We're sticking with it. I think you said magnetic. Yeah, think, we'll yeah, go yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> Edit me in saying magnetic. <laughs> Um, and then we'll move on to a Mercury sign. Mm -hmm. So Mercury is communication. It is kind of logic. It is your thought processes, that sort of thing. Perception, I guess. Like right. rationale, I think, how you rationalize things. My Mercury is in Capricorn, which is an Earth sign and is traditionally known as the hard worker of the zodiac. Right. Um, it typically means just I'm a bit more logical and straightforward and blunt with how I communicate, which <laughs> I think is true. Yeah. That's kind of the, the general gist of that one. And my Venus is in Capricorn as well, mm. um, which is interesting because Venus is attraction and yeah. romance and beauty and aesthetic. And as we have just discussed, Capricorn is very <laughs> kind of grounded yeah, right. and not super out there. I find that that kind of in terms of how that relates to my love life is that I do need structure, which is kind of hard considering if you think back to my sun sign, I'm a very kind of scattered. So I'm very non-traditional. No, but I also need structure, which is why I'm in an ethical non-monogamous yeah, relationship because right. I'm like, I want to be able to do whatever I want, but I would also like there to be very yeah, strict yeah, boundaries yeah. that I can abide by and discuss with you whenever I would like to. Let's make the whole thing super confusing, but then I'm going to completely <laughs> organise it. No problems. It's the only area of my life I'm organised. <laughs> what about the people you date? Do any of those mean that you lean into particular people? Do you find that you have a particular type of person? I think I have a particular type looks wise yeah, I, I mean I like we kind of said like I kind of seek more emotional intensity and I like fun so I like mm. people that just want to do different things <laughs> even though I do like regimen in that sense mm. I still want it to be quite broad yeah. so I still want to kind of just someone you can do whatever with really and someone that's just quite open it is quite a contrast that I am real like, we should be able to do whatever we want, free love mm. and that sort of thing. But then I do also want to have boundaries on that. And I mean, yeah. that's like what non-monogamy is about, but I completely understand how that's confusing to people. I think it's also confusing because like we've said, I can be quite emotionally intense, but Venus in Capricorn is quite a emotionally stunted sign right. because like Capricorn is at the water sign or a fire sign where it's like big grand gestures of love. Like I'm not super showy mm. with my love like that. I'm showy more privately with my person. Yeah, right. <laughs> I've got a lot going you're, on. You're, you're scattering yourself all oh, around these yeah. different things, aren't you? Yeah, and then the last one that we're going to talk about is your Mars sign. So my Mars is in Aquarius. Mars is your drive, how you take action, mm. assertion, energy. Mars is typically tied to sex and like how people will perceive like how you are sexually right. because it's about energy and assertion and direction. Okay. Aquarius. <laughs> 
is again an air sign. It's a bit more scattered. <laughs> so I'm a bit hard to pin down in that area. <laughs> you know, as an Aquarius Mars, I think a lot of different Aquarius Mars people are different and you don't necessarily know how they tick. Mm. Um, but as an Aquarius Mars, I like that. I like that people don't really know Can't necessarily. Yeah, so Aquarius Mars are typically unpredictable, um, enjoy surprising people, not easily pushed around. If they feel boxed in, they're likely to rebel. Yeah, mine's a bit all over the place. It is a bit all over the place. I think it makes me a very fun person. I think it does too. Um, I just contain multitudes. So what's George's big three? So George is a Scorpio sun, Cancer moon, Aries rising. There's a bit of, we're not sure about, so because rising sign changes essentially every two hours. So his mum is like, I think he was born around Ah, this time. So I'm not super sure on that one. But um, yeah, his his sun and his moon are both water signs. So he's a very emotional boy. He's very in touch with his emotions, um, which is very true about him. I love a cancer moon. I love a little baby, little... (laughs) Someone who's just in tune with their yeah. emotions. That is what I look for in yeah. someone. And I always I always end up with Scorpio, someone with like prominent Scorpio placements. Right. My last few relationships, they were either a Scorpio sun or a Scorpio rising or another one randomly in there. Mm. Um, guy I had a crush on in high school forever. He was a Scorpio. No like way. I've looked back through my partners and been like, that always shows up. But I like people that can open up emotionally and like you can really dig deep. Like I just mm. love talking. Um, so yeah, that's a bit about me. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure that description was as all over the place as I am. So that was probably quite a good representation of me as a person. <laughs> what a great way to get to know you right after yeah. that. So I've done your chart as well, oh, but gosh. I know that you have prepared some stuff that you think is like what's in your chart or yeah. something, what you know about astrology. And we can see how that ties up with mine. Okay, because I know very little. <laughs> yeah. So I know that I'm a live, laugh, Libra. Um, and I know that I have a Scorpio rising. Yes. And I, that's as far as it goes. Um, see, Scorpios see, and me, we're see? drawn to each I know, other. <laughs> this is what I was thinking. But I reckon I'm hardcore Libra. So one thing that I will teach you today is the concept of stelliums. A stellium is if you have a sign in more than one kind of placement in your chart if you have three in your main planets or if you have four or more so you and your chart you have a Libra stellium you've okay. got three different Libra placements so you actually are very much like a Libra fucking knew it um <laughs> so you're you're absolutely right you're one for one yeah because it's like I'm super into pretty shit which mm-hmm. I know is a Libra thing mm-hmm. so I love the aesthetic oh is the whole set going to be pink and purple of course it is <laughs> right to camera Emma did design the set <laughs> But then it's like fairness is very important to me. And generally I'm quite like a placid person. But if I think that something's not fair, I can get very fiery about that it needs to be. What else? The indecisive one is kind of like a little bit, but not, I'm answering it in a really really indecisive way. (laughs) Haven't quite made my mind up on how I feel about people. Maybe I am indecisive. Yeah. Being indecisive can also present itself as being quite passive. Like you're not the kind of person who wants to make a decision for a group. That's also like, it's kind of a more passive thing as well. Like you're not someone who's going to stand up. Like a Leo, for example, is someone who'd be like, I'm the leader. Oh yeah, that's not me. (laughs) Libras aren't doing that. They're just chilling in the background. I'm also too lazy. Like, why do I want to decide the decisions for everyone? You do it. I'll just come along. I'm so excited about what you're saying about yourself. (laughs) So much of it is in what I've got prepared. Oh, my God. Okay. So, Emma is a Libra sun, as we know. Mm. Libras, as Emma has said, like balance. They're represented by the scales. Libras are sociable, 
somewhat intellectual. That's from a website. That's not me being that rude. That's so rude. <laughs> um, sex balance, innocent and approachable. Um, mm. They can spread themselves too thin trying to be everything to everyone. Indecisive, loves justice and fairness, yeah. will lie to avoid making waves. Oh, um, God, yes. I've got a couple quotes that I thought were really fun. <laughs> In theory, Libras are peace-loving. In practice, they can quietly stir up all sorts of trouble with their ways. When confronted, they'll calmly and reasonably say, what, me? No, I just want peace. <laughs> Do you know what? That's so true. That's very, yeah. I have this theory that I can talk myself out of any situation, almost. <laughs> and you're, you're Mercury's in Libra as well, and, and Mercury is communication and that sort right. of thing, so it's hilarious okay. that you're saying this. Okay, that, that um, tracks. Um, this is another excerpt. You're not competitive in the aggressive sense of the word and you are not someone who loves a good chase. Instead, you work your charms and draw people to you. Mm. Your ability to attract others is very much tied with your ego. And so your Venus is your third Mercury placement. And so it's interesting because your ability to attract others, Venus, mm. is tied to your ego, Sun, both Libra. Here's some things about you. Witty, independent thinker, charming, can be superficial or tied up with appearances, <laughs> romantically Aww. impulsive at times, yeah. generally dress well and enjoy a certain amount of luxury. Thank you. Yes. So that's a bit about the Libra sun. <gasps> okay. She's looking great so far. Yeah. Virgo moon. See, this is the one that I thought I was not. So for some reason, for like maybe a year or two, yeah. I had this wrong and I thought I also was a Libra moon. Mm -hmm. We've learnt that I'm not. No. I'm a Virgo moon. You are a Virgo moon. So Virgo is another earth sign. Mm. Um, they are one of the more practical ones. So it's a pretty decent moon sign to have just because it's like, it's nice to have something a bit grounded in the mental space. <laughs> so um, Virgo moon enjoys the little things in life. Mm -hmm. Very practiced at nagging. <laughs> expresses affection in non-showy and practical ways. Reliable and trustworthy. Some aren't comfortable with their sexuality but are keen to please nonetheless. Mm -hmm. um, Self-critical and critical of others. Yeah. I Sorry. also included the scientific or medical studies are preferred above all others. I feel like what you do That's is... That's true. Yeah, like yeah. somewhat within the realm of that. It's just like more sexy and fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah agreed. Yeah, I'm learning to be... Uh, well, I'm in training to be a sex educator at the moment and my whole thing um. is that... If it ain't based on science, don't want to hear it. So any of those kind of stand out as no's for you? Nah. Yeah, very you. Funny that. Yeah, <laughs> see, this is what gets me going because it's like every time I'm like, yeah, mm. totally accurate. But then in saying that, Jay, my boyfriend, is also a Libra mm. and he's not as Libra-y as me. Probably but not. But it could be the other parts of his chart coming through, right? Mm. It's interesting because you're both similar because you're a Scorpio rising. He's a Pisces mm. rising. Those are both water signs. Yeah, he probably doesn't have as much Libra in his chart. I would love to look at Jay's chart. You should do it. So Scorpio rising, strong presence. Yeah. I think you have quite a strong presence, Emma. I think that's very silly to try and shrug that off. Typically, people either love or hate a Scorpio rising. Um, Scorpio risings are typically quite intimidating, um, and they generally look for complete commitment and have little patience for flighty partners. Some of these are a yeah. bit um, chop and changey, by the way. I've tried. I've put in general adjectives, but I've also included stuff relevant to dating because at the end of this, we were going to decide if we would date each other. So that's we'll why. See. That's why that's in there. So yeah, your Scorpio. Rising similar to my Scorpio mm. Moon likes commitment, wants complete commitment. Yeah, I don't like just not knowing stuff like that. 
Christ. I'm an overthinker. Like I can't, and I don't want to. I'm also lazy. I don't want to think about <laughs> shit all the time. Just tell me. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's fine. Like I can accept it if it's a no. Mm. Just don't fuck around. Like that's real <laughs> annoying. Don't waste my time. Thanks. I'm a busy girl. I've got to get home to the dog. I've got to read my books, mm-hmm. you know. i got <laughs> I got wine to drink. i got things to do. She's got luxury and simplicity <laughs> to get back to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's we kind of touched on Scorpio. Scorpio mm. Rising, that's relatively similar. Um, I haven't actually got anything in terms of appearance. Typically just, like, really Gorgeous. magnetic eye contact. Interesting, so I've got quite hooded eyes and they're quite small, so hard to... Your Libra, as we've discussed, I mean, your Mercury, as we've discussed, is in Libra. Mm-hmm. Um, so a couple traits of Libra Mercury's. Good at compromising. Yeah. good at getting what they want. Yeah. Very chatty, very charming. Yeah. Libra's a very charming sign. Yeah. So when you've got a charming sign in the um, planet of communication, very yeah. charming, very good at talking the way out of anything, that sort of thing. Um, in terms of dating, always tries to put themselves in their partner's shoes. Um, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? Because I was just, I just started thinking about his actual shoes because he's got some quite nice shoes that I would wear if they did fit me. But I'm aware that's not what this is referring yeah. to. <laughs> I mean, he's got these cool like zebra print vans and then platform. Like I want them. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not sure what that has to do with the stars, you know? I'm so sorry. Libra Venus. So romance, Libra fun she may be frightened of showing her love and this can lead to disappointments breakups or lack of satisfaction why did i start out with that that's brutal yeah um i mean it's very much kind of an echo of the other things with libra venus very charming sign Mm. generally very good at very open not too serious doesn't take themselves too seriously especially kind of early dating stage type stuff i would say that's accurate i think what we're really what really is cutting through here is just how charming and delightful i am (laughs) I mean, I'm delighted right now. I'm having a great time. Exactly. Yeah. Another interesting one that was in here under Libra Venus was talking about self-deception. And I feel like you kind of, I feel like you'll relate to this. Um, it says they can interpret things depending on their mood. And when their mood is low, they perceive things drastically more negatively, which I think people do in general. But I think it's more just kind of the self-deception and kind of really talking yourself down into a hole with it. <laughs> that is very accurate. That happens to me a lot and it will completely change how I perceive everything Mm. at the time. And that's just the classic overthinking coming back into play again. And then your Mars is in Gemini, Mm -hmm. which is also an air sign. So you're just very bubbly and chatty and flitting around, a little (laughs) bit flaky. Yeah. Struggles to be punctual in their personal life. Um, so Mars and Gemini, uh, apparently they can be easily bored. Um, mm. They have lots of energy. They're great at debating. Mm. Um, loves the outdoors. Are yeah. versatile and like to keep busy. Sexually, because this is Mars, yeah, so sex okay. stuff. Sexually, very powerful. I'm very strong. Oh, Sexually intense and deep. Maybe adept at professions requiring research, strategy, uncovering mm. truths and analysis. Arguments may occur over inheritance. I put this in here just to give you a bit of a warning. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. So, Good to know. Yeah. Okay. Just keep, just keep my brother and sister um, at arm's length. <laughs> so I'm interested to see your thoughts on this. Apparently, you can be a bit careless about spending money. However, this is probably because you're so eternally optimistic that there will always be plenty around. Oh, that's probably very accurate. <laughs> when I was growing up, I was a super good saver, like would always save up my money. And mm. now I will dip into the savings for things more than I should. So I would say Absolutely. that's pretty accurate. And I was like, yeah, I'll make that up. <laughs> Never do. 
Gemini Mars also typically has the trait of perseveres in work and projects, but not in love, i.e. attracts but does not chase. So a lot of stuff in your chart is saying that you do not chase people romantically. Nah. It's saying that people come to you and you rely on that. And if that's not happening, then you're just chilling. You're not going to go out of your way to fight for anyone. <laughs> Except once you're in a relationship. Okay. That's, that's probably very true as well. <laughs> And so to round it off, I just created a uh, short little pros and cons list for each of us. Oh, just so no. if anyone wants to comment on this episode and say whether or not they date us, they can tune into this little part. <laughs> for Emma's pros, sociable, charming and witty. Seeks balance, appreciates justice and fairness. Mm. Well-dressed. Thank you. Appreciates the little things in life. Yeah. Devoted and keen to please. Hell yeah. Good at compromising. Mm. <laughs> Lots of energy and loves the outdoors mm-hmm. and sexually intense. I thought that deserved to be on the I pros list. I think that's good. I think that's a good thing in my opinion. Now for the cons. <laughs> Sneaky with being troublesome. <laughs> Indecisive. Okay. Can be superficial with regards to appearances. Oh, come on. No, that's Will true. not chase you. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, will nag you but also might be lazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Depends on what mood I'm in. That's why you said you're lazy. I laughed hard. (laughs) Self-deception will interpret things differently depending on mood. Yeah. Can be careless with money and easily bored. Mm. Um, And then there's one that I couldn't decide if it was a pro or a con, which is that people perceive you as intimidating. Do they? It's hard to say because Mm. I I don't typically get super intimidated, but I was very aware of who you were when I started the job. And like, I wasn't, I knew you had the podcast and obviously you are a social figure in that sense. Like, but I think it was more just who you are as a person. I was very like, Emma, you know what I mean? So like, I didn't perceive it as intimidating, but that's because I don't typically feel intimidated. I think people would feel intimidated meeting you and it's not a physical intimidation. It's not that you're scary. Mm. Like you don't have to be intimidated because someone seems aggressive. You can be intimidated because of what you know of someone or how you see them. Yeah, that makes sense. Because in my head, I'm just such a dick. Like I just think I'm like a... just a little guy. Yeah, I just think I'm just like a goofy (laughs) little nerd. I I completely get that. Yeah, But I can see how people might be intimidated by you. I don't know. Should we we ask the listeners? Please tell us. We'll do a little poll. We'll do a poll. Can we do a poll? You can actually do polls on Spotify now on every episode. So the poll can be... Just like one question. Yeah. That's the most important thing coming out of this. Is Emma intimidating? (laughs) Okay. Well, what are your pros and cons? Um... uh, You had an equal amount of pros and cons, by the okay, way, and that was. You. And you know what? Libras love balance. That wasn't on purpose. <laughs> I I, just, I wrote the whole list out, and then I went, "Oh, great! There's eight on each side." To be fair, probably would have been better if there were more pros than cons. Yes, but that's we're doing the truth here. We're not <laughs> catering. Oh, okay. So my pros list: non-judgmental and appreciates individuality. Mm. Charming, witty, funny. We both have that. Sex, peace, and harmony. <laughs> Sex, peace, and harmony. Sex, peace, oh. and harmony. <laughs> okay. okay. I yeah. feel like people won't agree with that. I, uh, I seek peace through being very blunt with people. <laughs> I think you do for, like, the greater good for the larger picture. <laughs> Humanitarian science is doing yeah, exactly. the good of the community. Exactly. Um, loyal. Yes. I'm loyal. Um, fun-loving. Mm-hmm. We'll love you so much. (laughs) Delightful. Delightful. Um, Now for the cons. Yes. Stubborn. Inconsistent due to struggling between needs and wants. Okay. Yeah. 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 I feel like I didn't do that. Okay. Um, Both important. Needs structure, but is also very scattered. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's the big one. A little romantically slash emotionally repressed. And then I put in brackets, working on it. Oh, 
Work in progress. Yeah, we're all work in progress. We can't all be everything all at once. Um, honest to the point of bluntness. Yeah. And then I had quite a few that sat kind of outside of the pro or con range. So emotionally intense, you could take it or leave it. Yeah. Observational. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I unless like you're doing shit. something bad. Wow, that's on you. This is your voyeurism coming through as well. Oh my God, yes! <laughs> right? I have voyeurism on my bucket list. <laughs> yes! And the whole thing is about yes. how very observational, amazing, uh, and unpredictable. Mm. Some people could be into that. Yeah. Some people might not. Never know what you're going to get. Yeah, but I am, yeah, I am a little bit hypocritical because I want other people to be predictable, but I want to be <laughs> as unpredictable Well, we all want to be the like mysterious to. one, but. <laughs> So tell me this, is there a star sign that you would just not have sex with? There's a sign I'm wary of, but no, there's there's no... Who are you wary of? You can't just floss, gloss over that. No, floss over that. Floss over that. <laughs> um, Leo's. Oh, yeah. Leo's are my sister sign, which is basically the sign that sits opposite you on the chart. So right. Aquarius and Leo are opposite each other. And I find that I have very natural, great chemistry with Leos, but typically we're just quite different long-term, that sort of thing. My first boyfriend was a Leo. One of my first, like, main romance, romantic interests was a Leo. Mm. So you find, like I said, with Scorpios, you have I have ones that just, like, pop up a bit. Leo was kind of, like, earlier in my life. But I would never, I would never rule anyone out. Absolutely mm. not. I love Leos. But, yeah, I think there's certain things where I would see their chart and I would go, ooh. Like, mm. um, me and uh, a couple of friends have, like, a little chart and whenever, because they're kind of doing more dating than I am, <laughs> whenever they're dating, they'll, like, send their chart to the chat and be like, yo, check out the chart. And we'll be like, oh, my God. <laughs> run, run for the hills. <laughs> but, like, none of us would ever actually take action based right. on that. Absolutely not. Okay, another question. Is there a sign that is, like, famously the best at having sex? Um, or is it just dependent on, like, your sign as well as their sign? Is the interaction more important than the sign itself? Very good question. It depends how your how your charts interact with each other. If your Mars signs, because Mars is the one that's kind of typically more linked to sex, mm. if those um, have a positive aspect, so like they're the same sign, so say um, if you and I both had an Aquarius Mars, they would be conjunct. Or if you have a Gemini Mars, which you do, and I have an Aquarius Mars, those are both air signs, so that's called a trine because right. they're the same element. That's a positive aspect. So they, um, all the signs interact with each other in different ways. So it really depends on that sort of thing. But across the board, typically you will hear that Scorpio Mars and Capricorn Mars and maybe Virgo Mars are kind of like the best at sex, okay. is what I believe I've heard. Capricorn Mars is an exalted placement, so that's in its like home planet. Right. Um, and Scorpio, again, is like intense, sexual, yeah, moody, okay. Okay. that okay. sort of thing. So... It completely depends, though. So the other thing that we want to talk about is the love languages. Yee. But I just need to do a little disclaimer on this. So the love languages, languages, <laughs> um, was created by a Christian man with no formal training in like sexuality or relationships or therapy or anything like that. So we just need to like keep that in mind when we talk about it. He's also been um, openly homophobic on the internet, so oh. he's clearly a bit of a dickhead as well. So we are going to talk about it, but we do want to say that we like the idea. We do not like the person behind sure. the idea. Okay, so for those that don't know, five love languages. Mm -hmm. We've got acts of service. We've got physical touch. We've got quality time. We've got receiving gifts. And we've got words of affirmation. 
Tash, what is your love language? So I did the official little tests that we did. Mm, um, and they're all relatively like similar within like maybe... F- 15 to 20 percent of each right, other yeah which you would expect because there's five of them but yeah. my love language is physical touch oh cute um and I feel like when I take the test I always like I don't feel like I'm selecting it as often right but every single time I take it physical touch is the number one one mm. and I think it is very true I think I'm quite awkward physically with people in general but when I love someone and I'm with them I'm very touchy-feely like I'm the kind of girlfriend where if George and I are sitting on the couch and he takes his hand off my leg I go (laughs) (laughs) but you're not you're not a hugger (laughs) I knew you were gonna call me out for this I don't know I I I just was never really like a super physical person like I'm the youngest of four girls Mm. and so people kind of assume with that sort of thing that you guys wrestle and stuff but we weren't a really (laughs) physical family okay so I think I just didn't really grow up as like a touchy-feely person right that's something that I've tried to work on and I think when I'm in a relationship and I'm with someone and I'm being really touchy-feely with them it tends to spiral out towards other people Mm. um but yeah no I am a bit awkward but I do like hugs I do love love hugging my friends I just am a little bit awkward I think because it is my love language I sometimes feel like I can be being a bit too much so I'm kind of wary of like right encroaching on people's personal space bubble I think because to me physical touch is so meaningful yeah okay that actually makes a lot of sense that I don't want to like encroach on other people that's how I've kind of dug into it don't waste that gorgeous physical touch on anyone not worthy of your also time. That. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, mine is um, words of affirmation. I knew that before I did the test, but yeah. every time I've done the test like three or four times, and every time it's mm. words of affirmation, which is like needy, I reckon, in a way. Like mine and Jay's love languages are not the same. And mm. so I'll just, I think I'm fucking annoying. I'll just walk around the house like the whole day if we're at home together, like singing love songs songs to the dog and then just going oi jay jay love you babe so that's also how you show your love because sometimes it can be different constant yeah but that's my problem is that because i need or want affirmation so much am i like projecting that shit onto other people all the time i mean in a delightful way (laughs) you don't have to hear it all day long and because if jay doesn't say i'll say it over and over but if jay doesn't also respond over and over it's gonna be a problem right okay (laughs) i mean you can see it needing in lots of ways like i george will be in a study and i'll go in and i'll be like hey can we hold hands for a little bit so i mean you can be needy in all of these ways yeah true um, words of affirmation is a good one just say nice things yeah I love doesn't cost any money no it doesn't it doesn't I know I am actually happy because Jay's is like acts of service and also like gifts I mean they're all great this is it like it's like what's your love language all like what if these (laughs) give me gifts yeah reassurance your time yeah touch me serve me Tell me I'm pretty. Yeah. What is that like a great day (laughs) but of all those things you'd rather be told nice things yeah and that's exactly the I need that, I reckon. Mm. You know how it's just like there's all those memes about thinking that people don't love you anymore and stuff? That's me. Mm. (laughs) So I think these are the same for me because mine is words of affirmation and my 
attachment style changes. Yeah. So this, the, we talked about this. This kind of goes back to the self-deception thing, right? Yeah. Because when you took it, you got two different answers. Yeah. And I know that it depends on where I'm at mentally myself and my answers will completely change, even though it's based on a time period mm. that is always obviously the same. So the attachment styles are basically primarily determined when you're like a child growing up. And mm. a lot of it is based around your relationship with like your parent figures in your life and then obviously just plays out through the rest of your life in terms of your relationships as Mm -hmm. well. So there are four different attachment styles. So there's anxious, there's avoidant, there's disorganized, which can sometimes be referred to as fearful avoidant. Which is a combination of the former two, yeah. And then there's secure. So I know yours. Yes, I'm very boring. (laughs) Well, I'm very privileged. I have a secure attachment. She's a secure bitch. Yeah, I'm very lucky. I have two fabulous parents who created a great example of what a positive, loving relationship looks like. And as a result, I try to obviously recreate that in my romantic relationships. So yeah, very blessed to be here. I do (laughs) recognise that it is a privilege um, and I'm sorry. (laughs) It's actually a lot of the population. I don't think I took it down, but they did some studies on it in like the late 80s or early 90s and they found that it's the most common one. Really? It's the most popular one. 30 years ago though, so much has changed. Yeah, I think so Because it completely, it's a generational, like you could look at it as a generational thing Mm. because it's about what we see from our parents. Yeah, right, right, right. For the most part. so Which is interesting because I get, most of the time I get secure as well. And I think that's definitely based on my parents because same thing, great fam, good parents, yeah. like always there for everything. But then if I'm feeling like insecure in myself for some reason when I do the quiz, those lower even though that's Mm. not true and I know that that's not true and then it lowers my total score yeah Um, I mean it gives you a score on both of your parents and your romantic partner so there have been times where I've had a secure attachment and then I've taken the quiz like because the one that we did you speak specifically to like the relationship that you're currently in or if you're single like how you are in relationships Mm. like I've had certain relationships where I've taken it based on that and my attachment style has still been secure but my anxious score has gone up yeah Yeah, right. I think that. I've had like a real shit relationship with another Libra, also called Jay. (laughs) My type. She's a creature of Um, my life. Two Js in a row. Just keep it easy. Easy, easy. breezy, (laughs) cover Um, And that was horrendous. And we just both like, both nice people, but terrible together, just like bad, you know. And I think that has changed the way that I act in relationships as well and for the worse, which Mm -hmm. is really annoying. But now I'm getting good and I'm getting better. Jay has a very secure attachment type Mm -hmm. and that's good. And I feel like that's like rubbing off on me, like I'm starting to be like, less crazy. (laughs) That's actually a good point though because I obviously said it's primarily based on um, your parents but Mm. also like relationships that you have will absolutely form your attachment moving forward Yeah, because you could have like a really bad one and then obviously you're going to not trust people as much. And because before that things were good. I had some partners before that we were good, broke up on great terms, stayed friends afterwards. This shit, nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Attachment styles, similar to astrology, are really cool to look into because it's a way to look inward, understand where you're at and why you act the way that you act and make moves to improve that if you want to. Yeah, that's true. Because that's what I've done with like, I definitely have pieces of the secure and the anxious, but I notice the anxious now, whereas I didn't used to before. I think the only question left is like, 
would we date each other? And also, should we date each other? Should we? Oh, my God. Find out next week on The Electric Radio. See ya. (laughs) Bye. You've been listening to The Electric Rodeo podcast by Adult Toy Megastore. Follow Electric Rodeo free on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And to keep up to date with our bucket list progress, follow at Electric Rodeo Podcast on Instagram.